This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Welcome to the Sherlock's Team Podcast with me, Charlotte Collins. This week, I'm joined by Luha from Polysea. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. Nice to be in person. <laughs> it is nice to be in person. How are you guys? How was your weekend, Lou? It was so nice. It felt actually quite long. We went back to Bristol on Wednesday night and then worked from there for a few days. And just having a change of scenery, I think, is just good for the soul mm. when you're working from home. And then we had... A lovely evening at Babington House on Friday night. Mm. The heat wave was intense last week. Mm. And then on Friday night, we were literally woken up in the middle of the night by the most insane thunderstorm. Like, really? it was That's crazy. Tough. Thunder, lightning. I quite enjoy it, though, when you're inside. There's mm. something quite calm yeah. about it. So it was very weird going from being, like, dripping with sweat on Friday afternoon then having a bath on Saturday morning um, we, we went for a roast yesterday when it was pouring with rain and like I quite like that but it was a bit like well it's July I, I know it's so strange yeah. but yeah we went swimming in the rain which is also one oh, of I my favorite that. things to do I had a quite active weekend we played tennis um, it was lovely yeah. and actually on Saturday night we were going to drive back to London and we were going to stop off in Bath for dinner. And I saw India Semi, who runs the India Edit, I put up this post about this vegan veggie restaurant she'd gone to in Bath called Oak. So I was like, perfect, let's mm-hmm. go there. It was one of the best meals oh, I've had wow. in such a long time. Go on, why? Amazing. For, for someone who is fussy to go out to a restaurant, <laughs> um, I often, you know, there's kind of one or two things normally you have on a menu. It's not like you've got like loads and loads of choice mm. depending on the restaurant that you go to. So to go somewhere and literally everything on there yeah. be like, ooh, ooh, yum, yeah. yum. Yeah. It was just amazing. So like, what, what did you eat? So we had like, deep fried courgette mm. sticks in then a sourdough crumb Ooh. it was called like a, a courgette and barbecue pea ragu but it was kind of like this spring pea puree mm. then with these vegetables kind of folded through and then like a pine nut crust on mm. top amazing wow. miso aubergine with pickles radish yum and then it was kind of like lasagna sheets over then roasted aubergine and roasted tomatoes, Ooh. which was amazing. And then what do we have? Putting like a chocolate hard ganache with then a raspberry sorbet and then again like a brownie crumble. Yum. That sounds like oh, absolutely sounds so amazing. amazing. And it was so affordable. Really? Mm. Yeah. Like ah, was really. so shocked actually at the price. I feel like eating outside of London is always like a yeah. surprise treat, isn't yeah. it? But I, I think they used to be called Acorn and they were more of a fine dining experience. Okay. And so they then kind of through the pandemic changed in a more of a like relaxed environment. 
so yeah, if you're doing a little staycation or you're going to Bath, do check it out. It's a tiny little restaurant, um, not a huge amount of tables, but we managed to walk in and sit in the window. So yeah, it was nice. lovely. We did a guide to Somerset a couple of weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, it wasn't on, in there. Was it on there? And I actually, oh. I went through the guide to find a booking and obviously it was very last minute, so everyone was pretty booked up. But yeah, oh. we, were, so we were really lucky, which we went early doors. Okay, good. Well, mm. if you do need other recommendations in Somerset, then you can have a look at the guide yes. on the site. Mm. When we went to Sulcombe a month or so ago, we stopped at Hauser and Worth at the mm. gallery in, is it in Bruton? Yeah. So Hauser and Worth is a gallery in Mayfair. And then they have this kind of, it's a house, but it's an outside gallery as well, right by the Newt. And they've got a restaurant there that's a bit like um, the restaurant at Petersham. It's got that kind of vibe to yeah. it. It's also got a farm shop, like the most heavenly little farm shop mm. ever. Mm. I, we bought fresh flowers on the way back and I mean, it was just gorgeous. Oh. So you can really, I mean, we there's went, so many lovely spots there, aren't there? So nice. We actually went to their summer festival a couple of years ago and we like stumbled across it. We were staying at the chapel for a weekend and just by chance they happened to have it on at the same time and it was just such a fun day out mm. so it's a really good good spot actually there's lots of great homeware places there as yeah. well mm. um, and yeah. you can rent the house there at Hauser and Worth and it's not stupidly expensive I sent it to my friends it's like you know next time we all yeah. rent somewhere so yeah another really good spot great, great. Um, how was your weekend you also were out and about I was yeah I went to Rye for a wedding and I've been to Rye before so I kind of you know, I was expecting it's like obviously really pretty and gorgeous and near Cambersan so we managed to go to the beach on both mornings and have a little swim in the sea and there's something really like I don't know invigorating about going for like a quite a cold sea swim and like the weather really held out we were really expecting it to be like awful mm. but it was kind of this little microclimate I guess the sun shone on the wedding day oh. and like I don't know it's just such good vibes mm. I guess it's like the first wedding I've been to since covid and it felt i'd say entirely normal mm. bar the fact that one of the wedding favors was some hand sanitizer and it was like, <laughs> oh, spread love not germs or something on it which is quite funny did you have to wear masks in the ceremony no we didn't because it was outside yeah i mean i don't know what they would have done if yeah if it was raining because wow. it was very much outside like yeah. the, the ceremony like we you know the reception and did you have fine. to do tests before anything? yeah they all kind of asked everyone to do a lateral flow which i think is sensible i just don't know why what? you wouldn't do that no i mean it's like a no-brainer isn't it mm. and yeah, it just kind of takes that sure of everyone and you really feel you can like relax a yeah. bit more and I know they had some guests there like family members who were vulnerable so I think they were quite hot on the fact they yeah. wanted everyone to have done that I was just so fun to like dress up and to dance like just haven't done that in so and long you looked amazing, amazing. Yes. Well, for those who haven't seen what Polly wore this weekend have a look at her Instagram I mean it looks incredible thanks yeah I rented a vampire's wife dress from her which it's such a no-brainer to rent mm. for weddings because you know you get to wear something really incredible for a day and then realistically you're probably not going to wear that to like another wedding that season so you can then just give it back and someone else can get some more joy from mm. it and yeah it was really fun to just like wear something jazzy right like yeah. just, can I ask it's like quite a covered up dress and it's mm. got these long billowing seats were you a bit hot do you know what you know during the ceremony I was a bit hot because we were like sat in direct mm. sunlight weather but actually the dress itself the material is quite like light yeah it's quite floaty silky, floaty fabric so it looks like it's really heavy but actually it was fine just being still in the sun I was obviously like a bit yeah. sweaty but I probably would have been a bit sweaty in anything so. and did you feel extra careful about spills or tears yeah. or anything like that kind of did I guess I'd always be careful no one wants to be covered in a drink or food or whatever so I'm never going to be like going in for it but I do think about it sometimes like oh what if I just like completely ripped it but then you pay for like damage protection yeah. don't you so you know if anything did god forbid happen to it you'd be covered but no I looked after it and it just, I just wish I could wear it again I, I've rented 
one for a wedding on Thursday and it comes up like round to the top, like round neck and it's white up here. Mm. And I'm obviously having a spray tan before and I literally uh, wake up in the yeah. night being like, oh, what if it just is completely ruined on the inside? Oh, I think I'll have to just gonna... really wash my chest and yeah. not apply any additional tan. Yeah, yeah. Like have nothing fresh on my chest. Yeah. Mm. What fabric is it? Cotton. It's a really light cotton. Okay. It's that floral urgent one that I sent you guys. It looks amazing. It is amazing. I feel a bit like I've gone a bit rogue. No. I think the other option was quite ordinary. I don't think you'd be like, oh, that was a good rental. No, the other option was a, it was a little slip dress. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's a bit more special, this one. Yeah. It's really, really nice. I think if, I think that's the joy of renting is kind of go something, isn't like something you already have in your Mm. wardrobe or you would buy yourself. And also it cost me 98 pounds and it's a 1500 pound early dress. Yeah. Completely. Insane. Wait, have you settled on a rental dress yet? No, I'm really struggling. Of all the weddings I've been to, I've only ever twice worn a dress Mm. and there is a reason why. I just find it so difficult to find a dress mm. that suits me feels mm. like my style like my like number one rule with getting dressed for like any occasion is to make sure you feel comfortable mm. and I put these on it's like nice mm. but I just don't feel like me and I, I just mm. don't want to be like adjusting myself mm. or feeling like yeah I so like my body shape I, it just doesn't suit dresses mm. what, so do you um, usually wear like a suit then to a wedding yeah I would normally wear separates mm. but why don't you do that on this occasion because I also then just like can't find a nice top and I mm. kind of, the weddings I've been to, I feel like I've like sort of done that formula. Yeah. I haven't also seen like a really cool suit or like an amazing mm-hmm. blouse that if I found one of those pieces, great. Mm. But I went to Selfridges a few weeks ago and tried something on again in her and my husband was literally obsessed with it. And I was like, ooh, it's quite different. What was it? What was it? <laughs> the yellow. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. So I literally spent like three hours yesterday trying to find something and still... Still not sure. I so agree with you. I feel like it's almost the hardest thing to get right. I don't think I don't suit dresses, but I like to wear like such baggy oversized clothes. And then that's really hard to translate Mm. into black tie evening wear. Like really hard. I also feel like pre-pandemic, I probably wouldn't care so much. Mm. But I think now that everyone is so like invested in these events and getting so dressed up and putting so much more effort into the outfits. So I don't know, it's hard. I found this one so stressful, but I now have one a month until Christmas. So like, yeah. I don't know what Come I'm on. doing for the yeah. one yeah. in three weeks. Like that's a whole other question. Yeah. yeah. Very stressful. Yeah. Mm. It is a bit of a stressful one, isn't it? It really but is. In a way, I like to think of like wedding guest dressing. It's almost like another version of yourself. The dress I wore at the weekend, I wouldn't say it's like 100% representative of my style day to day, but it was like really fun to wear for yeah. a day and it's almost like adopting like a character. Yeah. Isn't yeah. It? But like... I think if, it, I don't think it matters so much if it's not like your sub, as long as you feel great in it. Yeah, so true. I, I think it's almost really fun to kind of play on those like different sides mm. of your style yeah. or, you know, amplify that a little bit more, but you've just got to feel good in it. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Like normally my style for weddings is actually quite sexy and I do not dress sexy in normal, like <laughs> everyday life. I wear literally men's clothes. I don't know, I've always felt really good in the yeah. dress or something really short yeah. or something, but I don't know, I feel a bit old for that now. Yeah, I don't know. It just doesn't suit me as much anymore. I think I just put on weight, that's all. But it just doesn't suit me as much as it used to. And so most of yours are black tie? Yeah, all a black tie. Yeah. Which I think is easier. Yeah, I think it's easier than what you guys have. I kind of feel like this like day dress is difficult because there's a lot of dresses out there at the moment which, you know, you can wear to work mm. and then you know we talk about it all the time on the show you know add a pair of heels yeah. and some nice jewelry and you dress up for the evening but then yeah. i guess the the point that you're then wearing that in the day you can wear mm. it then just doesn't feel so special yeah this is it i don't know what you mean 
Well, we will continue to do our best research for you guys. <laughs> we clearly don't have all the answers either, but we will do our best research to, uh, to help you guys find dresses because we know how hard it is. Has anyone got anything to recommend? Anything you've been watching, listening to? So the other week I watched a documentary called Wonder Boy, which tells the story of Olivier Roosting, the creative director of Bauman, on the search for his biological parents so he was adopted just after birth and gets to a stage of of his life where he wants to know more about his heritage the documentary is kind of split it's very very raw and very emotional and you really see him break down and see a completely different side to his character which I don't know much about him personally but you have this I guess idea of what he was like he is like through the fashion industry he's got Um, a very fabulous persona hasn't he yeah and and he's super sensitive you know there's a lot of clips of him just you know, by himself in his apartment. And he seems quite lost, actually. Mm. But then alongside it, he is preparing for shows. He's in fittings. He's got, you know, everybody asking for him. So he's very much living like these two mm. lives. And I think seeing the parallel between the two is just so fascinating. Mm. And it's really raw because essentially he basically gets his adoption papers and goes through the file but you are watching him as he opens it and discovers all that information for the very first time Mm. and there's one scene in particular where he breaks down like I've never seen anybody cry before anyway it's really really emotional and a really beautiful watch and yeah just something a little bit different I just wasn't expecting from him but yeah lovely I feel like kind of the more you watch those documentaries about creatives and fashion designers in particular like the more you realize what a kind of niche personality type they totally. are and it always just makes me think of house of z as well you know the zach posen documentary yeah. like, they're just so strange so many of these i guys. know i'm one of my favorites is the manolo one have you guys seen you know what? actually house of lizards was it house of lizards the um, man who like the man who lizards? the man who made shoes for lizards that's or something like that. Must yeah. watch it yeah. that's amazing but yeah completely the same and you know even at the other end of the spectrum the alexander mcqueen documentary as well yes, and there is yeah. such and i think you realize like how demanding that job is mm-hmm. I don't I think you know from the outside you might think oh you know so glamorous so, yeah. but it's so so demanding yeah, yeah. it's like well Halston um, proves that doesn't well, it? I was yeah. just gonna say yeah. yeah I think you guess you have to have that element of eccentricity in order to make it work combine that with the demands of the job it must just send you like a particular way yeah and- did you guys see um, Mark Jacobs facelift no. no. <laughs> Mark Jacobs had a facelift last week. Have a look on Insta. Hang on. Let's get it yeah, up. I had a it's good crazy. Like, digital detox over the weekend. So you're quite good at doing this. You're aren't really you? good at that. Yeah. Uh, it's Ooh. on his. I would never say never to plastic surgery, but it blows my mind that anyone put themselves through the pain that this facelift looks mm. like it would cause. He's wearing this like oh insane head bandage. This is on his personal Instagram account, which is yeah. the Mark Jacobs. And then look at his weird plastic face when it's finished. The shape of his head has changed. It's completely changed. Yeah. And like he was such a beautiful man. I don't know why he's done this to himself. Oh, it's surreal. Um, not drastically different, but different in a way that makes him look more fake, yeah. I guess. Like if that was him before yeah. and he just looked like a kind of handsome, chiseled, slightly yeah. older guy. Yeah. He now looks like a kind of handsome, chiseled, slightly older yeah. guy who's had a facelift, doesn't he? Yeah. It? I worry about the future and aging gracefully mm. and the, the fact that, you know, I don't know, in a hundred years time, maybe that just won't exist anymore. Yeah. And everybody will be going through things like this, in, you know, in a different way, in the mm. same way that yeah. Botox and fillers have changed hugely in the last 
50 years. Yeah. I worry about it. I do think like it's very much each to their own with surgery and things like that. But then at the same time, it's just such a fine line, isn't it? Between doing it for the right reasons, Mm. whatever the right reasons are, whether it's because that would genuinely make you feel better about yourself. Mm. And in which case it's like, okay, great, more power to you. But then I also wonder if people are doing it to make themselves feel better because there's like a pressure on you to look Mm. a certain way. It's like a really weird category too, isn't it? And also I do feel like there's a difference between tweetments, you know, Mm. to change little things. Yeah. And maybe this is completely wrong versus like, yeah, full on plastic surgery, which just yeah. feels, it almost feels dated now, don't you think? Yeah. And there's only going to be more and more things added to the list of things that you can get done yeah. as time goes on. Yeah. Yeah. Madness. Christ. I had a facial on Friday. I went to a lady called Ada Oi, I think is how you pronounce it. She is the founder of um, One Skincare. And she, well, I'll tell you about the patient in a second, but she basically was like, you're not moisturizing your forehead enough. She's like, your forehead oh. is dry. And she was like, when your forehead is dry and you're expressive, then your wrinkles are going to be so ah. much worse. And like, like, give me all the moisturizer immediately. Oh, She's like, yeah. yeah, you're really like cracking your head here because you That's always lift your eyebrows when you speak. <laughs> no, oh, please man. give me a better moisturizer. So yeah, top dip is keep your, keep your forehead nice and moist (laughs) but can I just tell you about this facial because it was so incredible she kind of comes at facials from a kind of holistic meets beauty meets ancient Chinese practice perspective everything's like super holistic so basically before I went I was sent a form like a kind of COVID health form and at the end it was like can you please send us a photo of your tongue I was like, I sent it to my friends. Oh, this is so weird. Like, can I tell if I have COVID from my tongue? Like, surely everyone would be doing that. Anyway, it turns out that wasn't for COVID. It uh, was because in ancient Chinese practice, you can tell a lot about a person's health from their uh, tongue. Really? Guys, she said, I've got the healthiest tongue she's ever seen. Stop. Oh, wow. I know. That's amazing. I know. I'm so pleased with myself. And the only thing she could tell on my tongue, can you see? Uh, uh, mm. How it's kind of a little bit scalloped at the side. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, that is um, an indication of slight liver deficiencies. But all that means oh. is stress comes out via your liver. Everything she said, like, and I, I don't know about you guys, but I always find this when you speak to somebody who's got that kind of naturopath education, every single thing she said about the human body, you're like, wow, that makes so much Madness. sense. Yeah. Like yeah. it's so rational. She was taught, she works a lot with women who are going through the menopause and she was explaining to me the big believers in keeping your body heated like from the inside out. And she was saying, you know, a lot of women like particularly at menopausal age are trying to kind of be skinny so therefore aren't eating enough carbohydrates or whatever and, and therefore their body doesn't have enough energy to fight the symptoms of menopause. And so everything's just so like logical. Mm. Like, she's like, you know, you really need to keep your ankles warm. You need to be eating carbohydrates and you need to be doing all of this to keep your body temperature internally really warm so it's got enough energy mm. to fight so in terms of X, Y, Z. Like, that's just so sensible, isn't it? And just so many things like that. And yeah, I don't know, I might have said this to you guys, but over the last six months, I've noticed a really dark shadow just under this eye. Like, it looks like I've been punched a lot of the time. And she was like, basically anything that's wrong with your body, it kind of churns up and then it kind of comes out. She said it's stressed, but then I need to eat sour food. That was her advice. So... I know. I don't think it means like tanktastics. I think okay. it means like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know, it's gutted. Yeah. Toxic now, waste. You guys like, remember toxic yeah, waste? Remember, like, like a packet of Haribo every day. Yeah. Why have I still got yeah. my breathing? <laughs> I was there for nearly two hours. And you know, when you're like, I've just learned so much. Oh. It was so fascinating. Oh, it's such cool. a cliche, but when you do practice self-care, you feel so much better about you yourself. Do. You do. I think there is a reason why people say this is good for you. But I know. for she some just, reason, I still just don't do it. Enough. And she just Same. made me want to go away and just like drink broth and like wrap myself up and be really healthy. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I, I think particularly if you feel like there's something kind of going on with your body that's coming out in your yeah. face, mm. so worth a visit. 
Yeah. Okay. I had yes, one I of those maybe, I think it was probably last summer and it was an, like an acupuncture facial. Yeah. And I hadn't had acupuncture before and was really excited about it. And I came out from it feeling so like refreshed. It was literally mm. like someone had just like pushed a reset button yeah. on me. And I was like, whoa, okay. And I remembered it was really hot and I'd driven across London to get there and I was a bit late and I was all like frantic and worried and stressed about it all. And then I had this facial and I came out and I was like, oh, great. <gasps> yeah. Okay. You know, in, you know, in Sex and the City when Charlotte goes for the acupuncture when yeah. she's trying to drown out the noise of the city for her yeah. fertility. Like that is exactly how it feels, isn't it? And you're just coming out like, oh, yeah. so zen. Anyway, that's me. Can I just read you guys a quote that I saw on Instagram before? This is, we've sort of doing a bit of a loop because this relates back to the fashion chat, the designer chat. This is a quote from Nick Knight, who is owner of Show Studio. He's a big, big name in the fashion industry. So he was asked in an interview, what do you think about the traditions of our industry? Do we need to change? And this is a quote from him. He says, if you separate yourself from the debate a little and ask, well, what's the best way to show fashion? You wouldn't come up with a catwalk. If you put that question to a community of incredibly creative people, one wouldn't imagine that they come up with the same answer as we've had the last 70 years. Our raison d'etre is to invent the future. Fashion is a predictive medium, so it's full of people who want to see something they haven't seen before. Yet there's this weird anomaly when it comes to presenting the collections, which are full of new ideas in the same way that used to be in 1940 that seems a little bit odd to me so his point obviously is it's so weird for such a creative industry to still be presenting clothes in such an archaic way like the fashion Mm. show basically hasn't come on at all the whole format has been the same for 70 years and isn't that strange i think it kind of has come on though i feel like there's kind of ways to interpret what a show is these days Mm. i feel like that sort of has evolved as much as like the format in its essence hasn't changed, it, there's so many ways you can do a show and, you know, make it as elaborate or as minimal as you want and the setting can change, you know, like Jacques doing it in a field mm, and, yeah. you know, as much as I get his point, but I also do think like, well, if it ain't broke mm. and that's maybe the best way to showcase your I kind collections. Of it is broke, but saying that, after I watched this Olivia Roosting docu, I immediately went to go and watch that Belmont show from oh, we, last summer. Wasn't we watched Which it you remember, we yes. were all yeah, it was amazing. Like, floored by how amazing yeah. it was. So that was, was. going to be my point because I'm guessing what he's challenging is not the kind of the format exactly but it's the idea that you know everybody gets on a plane and there's a five form yeah. you know everybody flies around the world and you go and look at these and it's just that hasn't been updated and obviously some people are so anti the kind of digitization of fashion mm. but that show I genuinely don't believe that our enjoyment no. or you know the inspiration that we got from that Bauman show last summer yeah. was even slightly impaired by the fact that we watched it on a computer screen no. so therefore to me the future then should be digital in the same way that the future of shopping yeah. is digital as I, well I think it should definitely be more like inclusive like in the way that digitizing it means that everyone has access yeah. to it and previously where it would only be like editors and industry insiders that would be deemed like worthy enough mm. to come yeah. I think you know clearly so many people want to be in the conversation around fashion, even mm. if they're not working in it, then yeah. it's only a good thing if it becomes yeah. more inclusive. But I would say the digitalization of that show was like us watching that show. Whereas if that show wasn't a show mm. and that was kind of presented in like a different campaign format and they weren't walking down a runway in a mm. traditional fashion show mm. way, I don't think I'd have been as engaged with it. Part of the appeal with that was kind of, Mm. it took so many like traditional show Mm. elements, Mm. but put a modern spin on it. It, Like the fro didn't exist. Mm. Yeah. But it was still a, 
long catwalk with yeah. multiple models yeah. walking down it. So it was kind of a mix. That was the weird show that had the screens, right? Yeah. People, yeah so they put and screen. they had like the two little kids come mm. on and yes. they then have the remote control and they turn them on like, you know, Anna yeah. Wintour's yes, there yes, yes. The other one that springs to mind in a similar mode is the Isabel show, like, yeah. which I think was also the same season, yeah. which, where, you know, it was in the kind of Coliseum style yeah. setting, mm. obviously in Paris. They were all in pink and it was just yeah. so joyful and colorful and fun. Also the Marc Jacobs show, was it also the same season in a school hall? Mm. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? No. And they kind of oh, went. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So, so I feel like to me, it's about having the audience there. Like I so agree with you, but they, you don't need an audience there no, to create yeah, that. Mm, completely. No. I don't think the audience needs to be there, yeah. but I like the tradition of multiple models walking. Yeah, yeah I agree with format. that. Me too. Me too. And yeah. I, just, I think it's so down and open to interpretation. You know, it mm. doesn't have to be, you know, same old and it rarely is I still find it yeah. exciting when I think about like the latest Gucci campaign with James Corden and not that I like necessarily love it but to me that's also like a new creative kind of relevant yeah. way to show product and to show something new you know how that how it's various if it's yeah. like sitting with him like as if they're on a talk show but it's a yeah. shoot and obviously that's not in place of a catwalk show but I think the more the industry is creative the more you appreciate it and yeah. the more you engage with it we're saying exactly that that like only a show with good creativity yeah, on newness is engages us now. Yeah, so I yeah. guess. Although I free. really haven't enjoyed the last couple of Burberry shows and the Burberry show used to be my highlight mm. of mm. Fashion Week. I used to love seeing it. It was yeah, always in the in the same location. Who's the artist yeah. gonna be? Like, mm. you know, because Christopher Bailey was such a you know pioneer of new mm. musicians and upcoming, you know, British talent. And I just loved watching it yeah. um and yeah the last couple have not resonated yeah. with no at all well new designer i was so spoiled the first fashion week show i ever went to was a christopher bailey old school james bay performed before oh, he was james yeah, bay cool. they always used to do them in a tent opposite the royal albert hall oh yeah and um it was one where kate moss and cara delavine sat next to yes, each other in yes, the front yes. row oh, really I, good one. oh yeah it was a really good one it was spring summer 24 15. This was because I was interning there, by the way. I'd been there for two weeks and they watched me to the show. Yeah. Like, I could not have lucked out more. It was insane. Obviously, this marquee is not, you know, it used to be the kind yeah. of crown jewel of London Fashion Weeks. And everybody was seated. And then suddenly you just saw this like flurry, is the only way to describe it. It was like two blonde heads with. 150 photographers going slap 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 and yeah. it was just Cara and Kate storming across the top yeah, to like come amazing. back down to their seats I mean I get, honestly get goosebumps thinking about yeah, it it was so, so cool. iconic and yeah. insane and amazing. I sat like three rows behind Anna Wintour and just looked at her bob wow. it was amazing some more fashion chat this time uh, questions from our Instagram let's tackle some of the questions you guys have been asking first up tell us your best purchase your not so good purchase and your last purchase these are three questions polly your hmm. best purchase ever what is it this is a fashion related question right not just a purchase yeah you can't like... say your dog yeah. <laughs> damn it <laughs> i think i would maybe say a toss-up between my regina pio trench mm. and my chanel sandals like i know they've been fairly divisive but <laughs> i really just get so much joy every time i look down at them and i've worn them to death my regina pio trench again i just like feel like i've got so much wear from I'll wear for the rest of my life and yeah it's a bloody great coat almost every person that I interview and ask like what's worth investing in like nearly everyone says coats Mm, it's so true because you wear them all through the autumn winter like it completely transforms you Mm, know so if you want to have five different trenches you bloody yeah good answer Lou best investment ever Mine is my Blase Milano Mm. blazer Mm. which I meant to say to you I don't know if it's the exact same yeah but near identical yeah. full price launch on Esporta today yeah it must have been a mistake yeah. that it went on sale because it is one of their classic core styles it's the Resolute Blazer mm. and it must have been a mistake yeah. because it was always mm. a dream I was like 
oh, one day I'd love to own it. But like Pipe Dream, I mean, they're like yeah, 1,300 pounds. A lot, yeah. It would never have happened. Anyway, it went on ridiculous sale mm. and I snapped it up very quickly and... It is exceptional. It's a navy blazer. Yeah. But it's so much more no, than that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the navy stunning. blazer. Like the detail in the pockets, like inside the pocket, they've obviously got this this gorgeous shape, but it's velvet on the inside. Mm. I mean, it's a piece of art. <laughs> it, um, is, it is. It's and I would love another color in my armory. Would you buy the trousers? No. No. No, I don't think so. I actually have made a decision. The next big thing, once we've got a house out of the way, the mm. next big investment that I would like is I'd like to have a suit made. Nice. Yeah. I think I'll go to the deck. Yeah. And Great. suit made because actually, you know, we were talking before about things you feel good in and I feel really good in a blazer and I find it quite hard to find trousers that fit me, yeah. mm. but I feel good when I've got a good pair of trousers yeah. that fit me. Mm. So I think if I just had a really smart two-piece made, you know, pieces what of What colour would you go for? Yeah. Either navy yeah. or like a kind of oatmeal linen. Nice. I don't know whether Ooh. I'd go summer or winter. I don't know. And what kind of shape would the trousers be? Trousers would be long mm. so I could wear them with trainers I've got mm. a Marge navy pair which I wear a lot which is mm, the kind yeah. of shape do you know what I mean yeah so high-waisted boxy yeah to the floor yeah they work with a heel but okay. they also work with a flat yeah, I find lovely. that's my vibe trousers on suits is probably the thing I feel that changes the most every season yeah mm. in terms of like what is sort of in and I, I know it's not all always about the trends or whatever but, no, but things can really date completely mm. so you know there was a time when it was all about crop and all about showing mm. a little bit of ankle that mm. has kind of gone out the window mm. now and then there was kind of very long and there's a little bit flared so it's yeah tricky yeah. to mm. work that out the, the look that kind of Alex Eagle tends to sport I feel like mm. that's my kind of it's quite mannish and yeah. quite androgynous mm. and it's yeah slightly slouchy trousers double-breasted or double-breasted definitely double-breasted I, yeah. yeah I think so I think, yeah. yeah. I think that's a nice I know, I think idea. it's, yeah, I mean, it's a one-off. I think to find a generous <laughs> benefactor before that happens. <laughs> slash decorate an entire house. But for the future, in the yeah. next few years, that's what I'm thinking. Nice. Yeah, good to yeah. have a, an aim. Can I ask you what your favourite fashion purchase was? <laughs> you may. I think mine is, well, speaking of coats, it's probably my Joseph coat, my Shearling Joseph coat, yeah, which yeah. is just like a forever. I know I wear it forever because my mum has the same coat. What about your Isabel Gile? Would you say that's one of your best? I love my Isabel Gile but I know it will date yeah and it has also bobbled quite significantly uh, so okay. I love it but the Joseph like one like you've got a real wear out of it mm. if you don't see it past next season I don't think that's the end of the world exactly no. and I'm not like that sentimental about things like if I wear it this winter great and then yeah. if I don't I'll sell it I sold my Gucci loafers you know like I'm yeah. quite happy to kind of reinvest and go forth yeah. yeah but I do I do love it but yeah I need to sort out that bobbling worst purchase not so good purchase was the phrasing do you have anything that really springs to mind uh, I am quite a considered purchaser mm. yeah again i feel like i don't tend to like just impulse buy things expensively mm. but I've, I've definitely bought a couple of like blouses that maybe weren't like crazy expensive i think i bought like a self-portrait blouse on sale but i actually realized that i have like zero ways to wear it and i, I ended up selling it so it wasn't mm. the end of the world but yeah most of the time i'm really trying to be like am i gonna wear this do i really really love it and so i don't feel like i end up regretting that many things that's good most recent purchase Oh, I got a really nice bikini from the Matcha Sale from Jade Swim. Oh, did you? Um, really simple, but it's black, high-waisted bottoms, and then a kind of thick bandeau top, but then with thick straps as well. It kind of feels like a top almost, okay. but I really struggle with swim wear. I've left my like, bikinis behind mm. me, but often in a swimsuit when it's hot, you do get really hot. Yeah. Mm. So I've been on the hunt for a nice 
black high-waisted mm. kind of classic and yeah it was on sale really good price actually great match of sale so good yeah, so good yeah have you bought anything what have you bought? I haven't bought anything oh no I know what I bought I talked about this when I did the podcast with Georgie but I just bought the rotate blue oh yes vegan they call them vegan leather oh, I'm gonna yes. call them pvc <laughs> trousers which are really cool. They are really cool. Yeah. And we've been talking about introducing more colour into our autumn wardrobe as much as it still seems like a while away. It's good to plan ahead. It's really it? good. Yeah. And that will be a really fun way to introduce some colour. This is, so Polly and I, to bring you up to speed, we've been talking a lot about this. And yeah. obviously it's less relevant for you because you're not going yeah. to start injecting bright colour into your autumn wardrobe anytime soon. You obviously look cool in like jeans and a jumper but I feel like for most people that's quite hard I didn't yeah. you know that's not always the easiest thing to feel mm. kind of really fashionable in I feel we feel mm. that going for something like really more colorful yeah. is kind of my ticket to looking a bit cooler yeah. when yeah. it's colder so I've decided that the only way to do that is to now only buy colorful things for winter yeah because it's so easy to slip in interesting that. she says after just talking about buying a navy suit <laughs> i'm gonna buy a navy suit and there's also i do need a navy jumper and i need some white boots but once i bought those things <laughs> then i will buy color. color i don't want to wear color every day like i would wear yeah. a navy suit with a white mm. t-shirt some days too yeah but just to mean. kind of that knitwear brand i sent you called bubba from spain has really cool oversized jumpers mm. in like there's a lilac there's a yeah. pink and I feel like I'm going to just do that like a lilac big mm. niche yeah. printed trousers white boots like I'm going to go down that avenue this winter yeah. nice it's mm. so hard I feel like in the summer I feel most like myself because it's way easier to just be like playful and wear these like cool colours and fun prints and stuff and then as soon as the winter comes in I just really feel like I need to bring myself some joy this winter mm. and keep on wearing those fun things yeah. rather than just slip into wearing yeah it's going to be it. interesting I think seeing this winter how because I feel like people have been more experimental with their summer style mm. i'm the complete opposite like i <laughs> hate my wardrobe this summer and amrit as well who's on our team she is the same as me she's just like i cannot wait for autumn winter <laughs> and i literally look at my wardrobe and i'm like it's literally just all these knits and blazers <laughs> just <laughs> waiting gathering dust <laughs> waiting for their time to shine <laughs> so yeah i can't wait for that but it's been interesting i think more people have worn more color and mm. like fun mm. um pieces this summer so i think going into winter mm. it'll be interesting to see if people do the same yeah it'll be a challenge but yeah. i'm willing to accept it yeah me too i'm gonna make a real active effort that Let's is do it that's the plan Let's do it. <laughs> finally there's a question here which I'd like to sit and talk about, which is favourite couple on this year's Love Island. Oh, I oh guys, I've got big news. <gasps> I'm out. No! Yeah. I missed three days and I was like, should I catch up? And then I thought, no, don't oh, waste oh. three hours of but, your life. Sorry, but, you know, but, but it's just like, I don't like any of them. I don't miss any of them. Mm. I'm not invested in any of them okay. personally. I've, I feel like it's got good in the mm. last few episodes. I've been like, yes, this is why you hold out for mm. Love Island to get good. Like, I totally agree. At one point in the yeah. first like, week or two, I was a bit like, I think this is me out now. I'm, yeah. I'm done. And then I got, I don't know, because there's like nothing else to do. Mm. Like at nine o'clock on the evenings, I'm just like... Bit of a love island. And it has got good now, yeah. I would say. Do you, do you agree? I really do. And also, Chloe, who works on our commercial team, um, the other day sent me a vice do this roundup on every Monday, a kind of roundup of the week. And she sent it to me a few weeks ago and I kind of forgot about it. And she sent it to me again this morning. And like, it just really makes me think about it in a really different way. Like all the people I hate, mm. she, it like explains like why they're necessary mm. on Love Island. Like okay. Toby, who's just like the worst person ever. And I'm like, oh, yeah. get Toby out. Yeah. It like explains why Toby is like making very good television. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I actually really get it. And it's yeah. true. I love to hate them. Do you follow what 
Eva Wears on Instagram. No. She does really good Love, Love Island commentary. Okay, so um, this is from me. From she says she's out. I'm obviously I was say, you're just getting your, your information yeah, from exactly. elsewhere. Yeah. I just, and then I don't have hours and hours watching it. Um, but yeah, she does good Love Island commentary. Okay. So it's good follow. To check that okay, out. Okay, noted. Thanks. Sorry, that was a massive tangent. Finally, let's end on some fashion. Okay, we had loads of questions about wedding dressing. We kind of touched on this at the beginning, but from a bride perspective, one of the questions was registry wedding outfit ideas, please. Mm. Lou, we both have registry weddings. We both wore white suits. Is that what you'd wear again today? 100%. I still love my outfits so much. I'd love to do all over again. I'm really excited about the fact that I still get to have the wedding and, you know, wear a dress. But I still, you know, pre-COVID, I was always more excited about doing that. Yeah, kind of talking about being sort of true to our own style. That was way more Mm. me. So yeah, 100%. Mm. But I feel like there are so many good options like Mm. on the high street or kind of at contemporary brand price points mm, now yeah i feel like there's just so much lush whiteness out yeah there. i totally agree i feel like a registry for me i mean i didn't have one of those but it's the opportunity to wear something that like isn't full bridal but i don't know more playful and less traditional like with a big sleeve that mm. maybe you wouldn't want to wear to your like real wedding but there's still an opportunity for you to wear something yeah. quite fun and quite playful that when else would you wear that that ilta sequin white dress yeah. brings to mind yes. you just want to that's so such good. a good dress yeah and all, uh, all of rickso's collection Rick's as well. uh, that two-piece from our yes. wedding shoot yeah there's so many cool mid-price ones so i just think that's two opportunities to wear something fabulous <laughs> that's it because i think pre-pandemic i went for a suit because that was a conservative option and it was mm. going to be super different to my wedding dress whereas now you might not be having a traditional dress yeah. or you might just yeah be of the kind of fuck it mentality mm. would you wear something like different that. now yeah i'd probably go more fun okay. because if it was going to be my only wedding then hell yeah I'd yeah. wear something crazy mm. like super fun but even if I was still having a big white dress I think it'd probably be a bit more yeah. playful yeah, yeah. I, why I, not I would actually now in hindsight not not even just from a registry perspective I would wear something more fun I wonder if that's just post-pandemic yeah, yeah. Brain. like I'm just like do more fun stuff yes. like wear something crazy if you want to I don't think you ever regret being more dressed up yeah. no I totally agree Agreed. anyway we are running a feature on this week's wedding edition about renting your wedding dresses and there is everything so if you want a really traditional wedding dress you can rent those my wardrobe HQ unbelievable destination mm. for like in proper you know Marquesa wedding dresses mm. but also plenty of uh, yeah more more contemporary options out there as well so maybe that's one to consider yeah we've come full circle we're talking about renting again <laughs> what a lovely place to end um, thank you both so much thank you as usual for all your questions if you have any more please do email podcast at sheerlux.com or look out for the question box on Instagram every weekend we'll be back next week in the meantime please do rate, review, subscribe and tell your friends bye bye this message comes from BOF sponsor eBay you'll know real when you get it it'll say eBay authenticity guarantee And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue checkmark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.